Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition is entitled Sex Roles. One summer weekend, we vacationed with two other couples at a friend's lakefront Muskoka cottage. Muskoka extends from Georgian Bay in the west to the northern tip of Lake Kuchiching in the south to the western border of Algonquin Provincial Park in the east. It's a two-hour drive north of Toronto. Muskoka has some 1,600 lakes, making it a popular cottage destination. So there we were with no TV, radio, or modern inconveniences to distract us from the lake's tranquility, the rustling wind and warm water gently lapping on the sandy shore. Gail and Mark brought Sean, their 20-month-old son. Sean attracted water like a sponge until his parents used camping logic and discarded Sean's drenched clothes. Ensconced on the deck, the elders warned against incriminating photographs that would later embarrass Sean at ensuing public events like proms and weddings. Then an interesting phenomenon ensued. A neighbor appeared with her little girl, the same age, size, and lack of adornment. Entertaining comments emerged from the cheap seats. However, our real preoccupation was the body language of the two nude players. One would think that there would be no early male-female pronounced different. We were wrong. The girl, quiet, fixed, demure, contentedly occupied her own territory, not Sean. He pranced up and down the shoreline with much larger steps than necessary, firmly splashing the shallow water. When this display failed to impress, he picked up large stones and tossed them with appropriate sumo guttural grunts and also hand gestures similar to a hockey player scoring an overtime playoff goal. The little girl barely noticed his antics and eventually moved on. When we camped in tents and then a trailer, our family loved games, particularly evening word games. We passed memorable campfire hours engaged in Password, Scrabble, and Guggenheim. That cottage evening, the adults played Taboo, a word-guessing and party game published by Parker Brothers in 1989 and subsequently purchased by Hasbro. The objective of this game is for a player to have their partners guess the word on the player's card without using the word itself or five additional words listed on the card. You therefore provide clue words with the exception of five taboo words, such that your partners must guess your words. Under pressure, contestants are timed by the opposing team and beeped by a buzzer, losing points if you mistakenly use any taboo words. Players proceed as quickly as possible, accumulating a point for each word decoded in the limited time. So there is some pressure to get it right. Players take turns as the giver who attempts to prompt his or her teammates to guess as many keywords as possible in the allotted time. For example, the giver might have to get his or her team to deduce the word baseball without offering the words sport, game, pastime, hitter, pitcher, or baseball itself as clues. The giver may not say a part of a taboo word. For example, using base in baseball is taboo, nor may they use a form of the word. For example, if the word was wedding and the taboo words are marriage, bride, groom, nuptials, or honeymoon, the words marry and bridal would not be allowed. The giver may only use speech to prompt his or her teammate. Gestures, sounds, or drawings are not allowed. Singing is permitted provided the singer is singing words rather than humming or whistling a tune. 
the giver's hints may rhyme with a taboo word or be an abbreviation of a taboo word. Being mature, the men immediately recognized the potential for same-sex team disaster and suggested that we print our names on slips of paper to choose fair teams. The men tended to be super competitive. This brilliant precaution was foiled by fate. We ended up in precisely what we had tried to avoid, same-sex teams, the boys against the girls. It was not a pretty picture. In fact, the identical scenario witnessed earlier with Sean and the young lady of the lake. The guys were intent on a scoreboard victory at all costs. Fortunately, there were no steroids available, just beer. However, in our vain attempts at superiority, I must admit, that we cheated, often allotting the ladies less than their fair measure of time. And there were other flagrant violations by us. And when caught, I'm ashamed that we acted a lot like Bill Clinton with Monica, pleading ignorance, arguing definitions, never acknowledging our impropriety. In contrast, the women, just like the little girl, appeared unruffled. They ignored our blatant distractions, overt anger, and constant frustration. And in their serene, centered fashion, they quietly and effectively communicated clue words, building up an insurmountable lead. Returning home, my wife and I stopped for a short break in humorous Stephen Leacock's Aurelia. Known as the Sunshine City, the city's large waterfront attracts many tourists to the area every year, as do a number of annual festivals and other cultural attractions. There, another lesson was immediately served up at the waterfront as we witnessed a ferry disembark its cargo, a large group of seniors from a nearby home. There were approximately a hundred voyagers embodying all stages of mobility, from relative fluidity to water walkers, canes, and confinement in a wheelchair. And as they methodically meandered to the awaiting buses, I was struck by the male-female ratio, which was one to nine. Wow, that was a significant longevity study. Nine women to a single man. Male competitiveness apparently does not bode well for successful aging. I immediately recalled Sean and that little girl on the beach, and I secretly hoped that our male behavior patterns, decades apart yet essentially the same, might somehow be dramatically altered in order for him to enjoy ferry rides ahead. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.